matter how many years I do this podcast, that music is still so funky. I still love it. You know, that, and, a, and a fact for you guys that just started listening to Shoesy Biscuit, that's actually performed by Cosmic Rays, which is Charlie Adlard's band from The Walking Dead fame. Um, and today I'm joined by with Alex McCarthy. How are you? You good? I'm very well, thank you very thank, much. Thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your busy schedule to come speak to us, because life is crazy, and I'm so glad we've managed to to get this together because I feel I've, I've mentioned you a couple of times, actually, I've, you know, a few people that I know they're out there and active. I mentioned that you're coming on the show. I've been really excited about it. And lots of people know who you are and it's really nice that we're finally doing this. So thank you. No problem. And that's really cool to know yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, thank you. You're out there. I'm out there in the world. I mean, I should, I should know this. I'm on Instagram enough, posting stories and putting myself out you there. You work hard. But... You work really, really hard. And it's for someone who's, you know, I'm part of a, a, a clique of people that can, tend to be quite thirsty when it comes to, you know, if you've, you're doing your thing, you've probably seen a lot of podcasters that are going, listen to my show. <laughs> and they're, they're everywhere and they post their links everywhere. And it's, you know, and it's uh, it's one of those things where you, you try, I try and make a, a, pre, a presence of myself without becoming a nuisance, if that makes sense. There's the, I feel, do you think there's a fine line between that? That's an interesting question. Uh, as someone who is fascinated with mindset and that fine line between am I being too much versus I need to talk about what I do so people yeah. know who I am. Yeah. Um, I think that there's no such thing as, as being too much because when you're talking to your people, they need to and want to know what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And I've slowly learned that it's okay to not be everybody's cup of tea. Uh, and as long uh, as yeah. the people that are my cup of tea are in my audience and, and liking it and hearing it. Is it a case of good. weaning out the people that don't want to be there and bringing in the people that do? Yeah, and I feel like the more you show up and the more you talk about your thing and the more you yeah. put it out there, you will attract and you will repel. But and when I say repel, it's simply we're not built to be here to serve absolutely everybody and to for everybody to love what we have to say and what we stand for. But the people who are your people will really be your people. Like you create yeah, that fan base, that. you know. And I see you guys. I see you guys on my social media. <laughs> you know who you are. And um, it's, it's a funny one because uh, when, 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 the, when the biscuit first started, we were just talking now about, you know, four years ago, a few years ago started on social media and there's, there's a few times I'd like thrown some things on social media like you know there, there's a I think when you first start doing this kind of thing there's a few things not to do and it's like it's it's asking people like the the, the polls and things can be a bit of a, a, a difficult thing to do because you can throw up a poll and like no one will vote and you're like <laughs> you know those silly things that um that I used to do at the beginning but I can do that now because we have an audience whereas before I think and I think I'd set myself up to fail inside my own head in my own way because uh, there are certain things that I won't do on social media now that because of them failures mm, I mean? interesting but I think that anyone who starts anything I always say any winner was once a beginner right we all yeah. have to start somewhere I and feel I that. feel like there's that initial stage that takes so much courage where you are showing up and you don't know if anybody's watching and you, you don't know if anybody's gonna like it and it takes real bravery to do that uh, I still put up polls that nobody votes in. I yeah. still do the odd live that only gets a couple of people dropping in. But it's being able to have the resilience to brush yourself back down and go, yeah, we'll go again. I found, I found actually, I was at the uh, St. Mary's the other day and it was a steampunk spooktacular. It was fantastic, right? And um, I went up in the, in, the, in, the, in the pulpit, which is quite high. I like to get videos and 
photos of that. It's quite nice. And I've, I did a live, but I found it was like me sort of calming myself down a little bit because I do suffer from social anxiety, even still, even though I know the people out there enjoying what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll, I'll throw up a live and I'll be like, oh my God. And then by the time I finished it, I'm kind of calmed myself down. I think people see that process and enjoy it. Yeah. And it, it's very endearing for people to see that as well. And I think that um, similar to yourself, I'm someone who a previous version of myself really suffered with social anxiety which kind of got me on this path of doing what I do now to directly combat that but I would say that when you show up as yourself and you're not trying to be somebody else you're not trying to be more confident you're not trying to be more anything you're just being you you, you become relatable and I think that that makes it really engaging actually for people to to want to be part of that because you're being human yeah the human element's really important and now i can see i can see how things are growing and i don't want to compare myself to to, to you because this is your story not mine um you know i want people to understand you um but like i've seen now i i think us podcasters are kind of both either lucky or haunted in the fact that we can see exactly where people are listening and not and it's only now we're starting to see significant growth in people listening to the show and it's like absolutely just blown my mind i was like oh my god there's like all of a sudden there's an audience bam and um, it's kind of reassuring, but for years and years and years, I was kind of like, where is everybody? You know, I mean, it hasn't been that bad. I mean, we've had lots and lots of listeners from the beginning, but now it's just kind of exploded. It's kind of nice. It's vindication. What was it that kept you going through the times when you didn't see the, the results and you didn't see that evidence? The times when we did have the results. I was okay. like, you know, because like there were times when we release, like, you know, we've always had a steady flow of listeners but nothing I could say, we are the Shrewsbury Biscuit, you know, kick the door in, be like, the biscuit's here. I can't, I mean, I'm never, I'd never do that anyway. Social <laughs> anxiety, I'd rather the ground swallow me up. But like, now I feel like I can, I can stand up and say, we did it. Like we, we've got our listener base. I'm very proud of that. Um, but yeah, the times when we did better than others and the times when people have come up to me and say, you're the biscuit guy. And they'd recognize me and oh, the people that really appreciate the shows. And then they're the times, the good times. The perseverance is definitely definitely worth it, I think. 100%. It's those moments, isn't it? Those realisations of I've actually created this and it's mm. worked and it's impacting people and people are following. And that's the beauty of it is that anything worth doing doesn't come instantly. It does take time and it takes perseverance. And that's what makes it so much worth it, so much more worth it, I think. It's never not been an easy roller coaster, you know, at all. We're 400 episodes in, you know. And 400. 400. Wow. For be four years um, on the third of of November, I believe, and four hundred episodes in, and um, yeah, I feel like we're finally finally getting there, and it's not been an easy hog. But let's talk about you. Let's talk, about Alex. What's young Alex like? You know, this is why we usually start our podcasts. Is uh, uh, what were you like? As, uh, where did you hail from originally? I think that's one of the most important. Yeah, so I am Shropshire born and bred. I grew up in, was well, my first residence was Brosley, then moved to Much Wenlock at the age of five, where I stayed, oh, I think until I was 15 years old. Uh, and then um, parental separation moved me over to Cressage. So I've been to a few places in Shropshire um, and then embarked on a university degree, took me up to Manchester. I then went and travelled quite a lot in my 20s. The whole finding yourself cliche nice, happened, but it was the best thing that I ever did. It seems like a cliche. It seems, I, I do see that as kind of a, a cliche, but 
really in real world it's not that's kind of not a, 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 a fortunate thing to be able to go and do and to go find yourself mm, i was about 22 years old and i always refer to it as everything up to that 22 year old me was version one <laughs> and that alex was was very anxious and she didn't know what she wanted to do and she was lost and confused and really suffered from social anxiety it was a huge thing for me I, I didn't know how to integrate to interact I think I hadn't developed socially as well as I'd seen other people around me and I just felt at a point of if I don't change something drastic then um, I don't know what the future holds really so it, it was a real pivotal moment and I just remember handing my notice in and everyone around me was like, what are you doing? Because on paper, you have this amazing corporate job, you're working your way up the ladder. I'd reached managerial level, which is weird because for me, I was like, when I'm a manager, it's going to feel great and I'm going to feel accomplished. And I felt nothing and I felt absolutely nothing. And I was like, okay, right, we need to change something. So um, I suppose I say it's cliche, but it's not. But getting on that plane and leaving was a real symbol of... Uh, I'm going to change my life. And then slowly the <laughs> the change happened um, from that very point. But when I actually look back, um, I think Steve Jobs once said, when you look back, you can connect the dots. That first dot on the map of what I'm living now was I'm not going to conform to what I think I should do or what I think people expect of me. I'm going to do something rebellious and a bit wild and i don't know what the outcomes are going to be but that's okay as well that's uh, that's really interesting it really is interesting because you know i found, I found this microphone uh, you know <laughs> when, I was, when i was in my 30s and i feel like if i'd have found this when i was younger i'd have been somewhere completely different in life right now because i know that I, this is something i can rock i can i can do this do you know what i mean mm-hmm and um, the fact that you've you found that at, the, at such a young age is, is is really really important, you know, because uh, that's inspiring. People look at that and think I can do that. You know, there's a lot of young young women out there that are thinking, you know, I don't want to be live, you know, be tied to the average life, the, the the jobs, the humdrum thing. I can go out there and do that because Alex McCarthy did it. You know, mm, it, I think it's important to mention that even though I can see how it would be inspiring that it's it really did come from a place of pain so I think anyone who's listening who is in pain who feels lost who feels stuck who feels confused it's knowing that you have the ability to change your life but it will only happen if you're brave enough to step away from what the life that you th think that you were maybe meant to have or the one that your parents might be wanting you to have uh -huh. the one that your friends might be wanting you to have it's it feels really scary to step away from that yeah um so it's almost you're rewarded by being willing to go to somewhere that feels at the time really uncomfortable was it a fight for survival do you think was that was that a do or die moment for you no, in, 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 that sounds quite morbid, but you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a motivational way, I am going to do this, otherwise I'm just going to be stuck here for the rest of my life, sort of thing. It, you, you've hit the nail on the head, really. It was a point when I was 22 years old, not only was I unfulfilled and, and unhappy and felt lost, stuck and confused, I'd say it was a point where all of the programming that I'd received from childhood, from growing up, the 
belief system that I had, all of the, the way that I functioned was not making me happy. And whether we want to refer to it as mental health or mindset or my mood or how I was feeling was very, very negative. And I was aware that because I wasn't changing anything, I was stuck in this cycle mm. going round and round and round and round. And so it did come to that moment where I was like, if I don't drastically change, and it wasn't just change, I had this realisation that I could learn to think in a different way. I read a book <laughs> and I'm trying to be like, what was the first I've done that book? before. <laughs> <laughs> I read a book this one time. Um, I read a book and it really inspired me. And the the concept of the book was that you could change your thoughts, change your life. And I really, that really landed for me. I was like, change your thoughts means you can choose your thoughts, which means what I'm thinking, even though it's affecting how I'm feeling, there's somewhere more I can go with this. Mm-hmm. And Again, it's this it's this mixture of having that inspiration from the books, podcasts. I also started listening to lots of podcasts and I just started to realise that there were other people in the world who were living lives that were really inspiring to me and I wanted to be a bit more like them. Yeah. And I was like, well, what have they done? And a lot of them have this similar path, if you like, where they hit a point and go, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And they choose to do something really scary and see where that goes and allow themselves to go on a path where you can't actually see or know where the end point is. But you know that it's better than the one that you're choosing currently that's not serving you. You're writing your own book. Yeah, like you've got the pen and you're just, you're right, okay, I'm writing my story. Chapter one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just write off the first bit and let's write, let's let's start on a new chapter. But when you know that the pen's in your hand and it's not in anyone else's, it's really empowering because even if you fail, if you get it wrong, if Mm. you make the wrong decision, if you go off and try this thing, this relationship, this career, this business, and it doesn't work, at least you tried which is so much better than getting to some stage in your life later down the line, looking back and going, I didn't even give that a go. I didn't even allow myself to be curious about it. That's very thought provoking, isn't it? That's that, that is that thing, isn't it? And you know, I think we've all, we've all been for those moments where, um, you know, why didn't I go? Why didn't I do that thing? You know, I think we've all had moments like that in our lives. And, um, I try and grab moments like that with my hands. I mean, I, there was the, recently i mean uh there was the uh the shropshire music awards big shout out to the organizers there great guys trademark blood uh love you uh, great guy and i lost my voice i lost my voice i could not talk oh no and i so i couldn't go and um i i regret that so much but i'd have just made everyone ill i'd have sounded terrible on the microphone it would have been terrible but it, recently that that that's a that's a pain that i'm kind of like living with at the moment i'm going uh tomorrow night to um the after party that's until four o'clock but i won't be there till four o'clock in the morning <laughs> where did you go on the plane where did you where, where was your journey to uh, when when you finally decided you're gonna go where did you go the first destination was actually dubai we were, i went i was with my ex-partner and we we traveled we did the whole thing the first initial traveling thing together which was lovely to have someone to do it with as well to share the experience with but we headed to dubai first we spent new year's eve <laughs> In Dubai, we went um, and saw David Guetta. We went to wow. yeah, in David the, which at the moment, which at the time, just felt amazing. We're in this city surrounded by these lights at this gig in the middle of Dubai, and we were just there for a really short window as a 
a pit stop before we went to Southeast Asia. Um, we spent four months working our way around um, Thailand and Laos and Cambodia, Vietnam. And when you've, I'd never experienced such a culture shock as arriving in Asia and being like, whoa, okay, this is completely different to anything I've ever experienced before. And it was so humbling to realize what I actually had back at home when I was, when I was ready to go back to that, to the Western yeah. world. But it was, it was beautiful. And I felt my mind just opened and my eyes really opened. And even just the healing that came from being in a different part of the world. And I think realizing that I knew that I was doing the right thing. It's really hard to explain the feeling. No, I can kind of relate in a way. I mean, I'd love to go to Vietnam. I really would. I watched the Top, Top Gear special and I was like, oh my God, it just looks amazing. Mm. Um, you know, my wife is from South America. We, we've been to Colombia a couple of times, you know, and I mean, you can't compare. Culture is amazing, right? Because you can go to different places and like the family setup alone is different in every single continent, right? And, you know, there's there certain things about, you know, a, a Colombian family where, you know, you walk in and you can't just go, all right, guys, <laughs> you can't do that. You've got to say hello to everybody individually, yeah. you know, uh, the whole meal thing, everybody getting together. It's just so different. There's such an intense but nice, warm feeling when it comes to the family. And I feel like you got to collect little things about that, you know, it's, it's nice. Um, what, what was um, what did you take from that that you you think you've kept with you, you know, going and sampling different cultures from around the world? I think the biggest thing that I learn is that I have something to learn from every single person that I meet. I've got something to take from them, and I love meeting new people. And that was a new thing for me, going from I am terrified to talk to people to people are fascinating and I'm meeting all these people from different parts of the world and it wasn't just the people who were native to that country you would also meet people who were on their travels and soul searching and had their own reasons for being in this remote different part of the world and I just met so many interesting people and people who were a lot more like me I felt than some of the people that I was mixing with at the time that I left home yeah. and I still have an incredible network here in Shropshire and um, Shrewsbury and I'm so so grateful for them but I've also met some beautiful people from all over the world and it just made me realize that people weren't scary as scary as I thought that they were and it gave me confidence and I'd never felt confident before but you've got no choice when you're traveling and you're sat at a hostel. You can sit on your own and read your book, which sometimes I did. You know, I like to be a hermit sometimes, but I actually felt really intrigued to go and sit at a table with a group of people that I'd never spoken to before. Yeah. Yeah. And it just slowly broke down that wall of anxiety and allowed me to be more sociable, which was a really enlightening experience. I feel like you get when it comes. I was talking about this with um, uh, my guest yesterday, Derek Willis, um, and I was talking about uh, how I used to. So I've, <laughs> again, like we talk about biscuit and, and bad experiences. I thought it'd be a really good idea to stand on Pride Hill with a microphone and ask people where they were shopping for Christmas, right? <laughs> and people just walk past me, swore at me. I was like, oh my god! And this is like early back in the day, and that kind of traumatized me a little bit. So. 
um, getting Vox Pox uh, with, with m- uh, mobile microphones is kind of what we do it now. Now we go to festivals and stuff, but um, there was a mo- there was a long time there when it was really hard for me to do that because of what I'd put myself through, you know. Because I've really, really, honestly, a guy with social anxiety getting told to f off on Pride Hill, it just ah, hammered that home. That that's not what people wanted to do. But um, I was at an event where I just kind of just. I kind of balled up all this energy. It's like, right, who wants to speak to me? And I went kind of around waving my microphone at people in a, in a really energetic way. And people were drawn to me and people were, were coming to see me. And I feel like that's because we had this energy exchange. And that's, mm-hmm. that's I learned that. It's magnetic. Yeah. Like when, you, when you're open and you are bringing the energy and yeah. you've got enthusiasm and you're passionate, people can't help but be drawn like a magnet towards mm, that. Yeah. And it's the same as if you were to be in a room full of people, the person you would probably most want to chat to would be, would be giving that energy mm, out. If you sat yeah. in the corner with your shoulders hunched over, faced away from everybody, people might just not notice you. And I suppose it's weird because I don't know if you have this thing as well, but when I am in a group now, I do actually go for the the underdog, the person who I can see is struggling the most. And I see yeah. a bit of me in them and I'm like, I'm going to go and befriend them. Yeah, I've and, done that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give them a gentle bit of reassurance. I've made a few there. friends that way. Yeah, me too, actually. I think you can kind of connect with them in a, in a sort of carnal nature. You know, it's like it's kind of like a caveman kind of instinct. You know, you can kind of yeah. latch onto certain things. Um, you know, um, when you when you come back from travelling um, and you've, you've summed all these things, you're back in Shropshire... Um, what what happens with your life then, where you want to start helping other people? Mm, I've I've always had a burning desire to help other people, and I've never known what to do with it. It actually used to give me a lot of stress and panic because I felt like I should be a doctor or a nurse or a paramedic, or I sh- I should be doing something and helping more people because I've got. A thing so finding a channel for that was really quite yeah (laughs) i'm gonna take pictures sorry i always have to say this because people (laughs) i just stopped you in your stride by telling you i'm gonna take pictures but yeah Uh, so you want to you felt like you want to be a doctor you want to help people and you know uh, yeah so there was this real moment when i came back from from traveling where i thought what is it that i do next it was it was a really pivotal moment and actually, I had this amazing opportunity coming back from Australia was the country that I left because I'd lived there for two years. And my employer in Australia was getting me to do marketing and social media for it was a big tech company. And I'm a big believer in signs from the universe and that you're offered opportunities sometimes that will change your life when you say yes. And they're I'm off- so glad to hear you say that. By the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can go there. Um, so they'd offered me an opportunity to manage their social media remotely. So they were like, would you like to run our Facebook, Instagram, email marketing from the UK? And when I was in actually in Asia to backtrack a little bit, I met loads of online entrepreneurs. So they were social media managers. They were online coaches. And I had never heard anything about this before. And it really intrigued me that they were traveling they had a remotely independent business that they could take anywhere around the world. They were creating income, which meant that they didn't have to create the saving pot to go traveling with. They did both at the same time. They yeah. traveled and they worked. And that blew my mind because I wasn't I wasn't able to do that. I had to save and then really scrimp through every day that I, that I spent doing my traveling. 
So fast forward to having this remote job opportunity come through, I immediately said, yes, absolutely, I'm in, let's do it. And I then realized, as I said, yes, that I was starting my own business. So if we think about manifesting, I was manifesting the thing that I wanted that years, those two years previously when I'd seen the people doing it in Southeast Asia and it just created, ignited this fire inside of me where I was like, I, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this happen. And I used my package, I guess, that I was delivering to the first client and started to then offer a similar thing. I started to market my services online. I started to speak to local businesses and I was so excited didn't know what I was doing really <laughs> I knew the fundamentals but I was also like do you know what there's so much information on YouTube there's all these books I am just going to learn as much as I can every day and be okay with knowing there'll always be someone who's doing better than me and knows more than me but it's the willingness to learn that's going to get me started on this journey so my first business was helping businesses with their social media and it wasn't until probably two years into that business that I realized the thing that I loved about the business was the people and seeing their transformation through helping them with their social media actually I wasn't just helping them with their social media we were helping them overcome imposter syndrome we were working on their confidence they would be opening up to me and talking to me about things that were going on at home with their relationships and before I knew it I actually had this realization that I was I was running a coaching business, but that realization didn't happen until later down the line. And it was then where I had a moment again, a big choice of where do I do I really want to fully commit 100 percent to creating actually and owning this is a coaching business and that I am good at doing what I do. And actually, I'm helping people and I'm, I found that thing, that little not little thing, that big thing that I wanted to do. And it was in 2020 that I decided to go and do a coaching diploma. Um, I also did a neuro-linguistic programming certification. And in studying for those things, sounds cheesy, but I knew I had this overwhelming feeling of I found my thing. I found my thing. It was it was magic. It was it was amazing. I think there are very few people out there in the world that feel that. I mean, so it's, it's, that's what you know the calling or a vocation, mm. something you were born to do. And you know, a lot of musicians, artists, podcasters. You know, <laughs> we all kind of feel that, and I, I can relate. I, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that um, I feel like if I wasn't doing this, what I'm doing now, I would just be less of a person. I think I'd just be, I'd just be a misery, <laughs> just a misery because the, I love this. I mean, it's, it's crazy that a guy that suffers from social anxiety, I went to, um, I went to pick up a laptop. I, I, my work, I have a very small office, but I went to the HQ today to pick up a brand new laptop, big, huge offices, lots of people about, and I was just head down, grab my laptop and just get out there as quick as possible. Yeah. If they were sat in my studio doing my thing with a biscuit, they would have been completely different. And it's the same with you. You found what you were doing and you kind of got, did you get a lot of momentum then? Did you a lot of, or was it, was it, was it all quick at the start or was it, um, did it take its time to get going? I feel that my life has been in a state of acceleration in the best possible way from the moment that I, there was point one when I left to go traveling that was a big change. And when I, and the moment I landed back, because I knew 
I was not going back to get a job. I'd, it was just everything in me was just screaming at me to, you, Alex, you've got to make this work. Like, this is it. This is your opportunity. And there is a choice there. I knew that it wasn't going to land on my lap and it wasn't going to be necessarily the easiest path to take. Go get it, girl. And, um, and I, had a, I had a moment where my old employer asked me to go and meet him for a coffee oh, probably like four months after I got back and offered me an incredible opportunity to go back to my old job as a director with a very, very nice salary. And let's just remember at the time that I said no to that job opportunity and decided to pursue my business, that it was really in the infancy and it felt so weird to sit there and say, no, thank you, when I had no idea if it was actually going to work or not. But it, I always take it back to self-belief. And I don't know where that comes from in me, but I've always, I've always known that it was going to work out. I don't know where that comes from, but I knew, I knew in that moment that I will sit and have a coffee with you in a few years' time and I will have exceeded this offer that you're putting in front of me now. I didn't say this, but a bit of a so. But it also stoked the fire to like, I, I want to be able to sit and have this coffee with you in a few years time. And I've exceeded this offer, but I'm creating and making this income, doing something that I love and that I'm excited to get out of bed in the morning to do. Which I think so for so many of us, we think it's a job, it pays the bills, we need to just get it done, we need to tick a box. And if you are someone who has that nudge and that itch that you can't quite scratch that's like you you were made for more you could do more have you achieved or reached your potential if you're if you're having those conversations internally then I urge you to go and explore that because there are people who need you to show them the way to guide like to guide them to shine the light and be like yeah you can you can do it and this is what I love about you. I love about your energy is that there are there are people that are self-made that, you know, I guess to a certain degree deserve to be able to go, I made it. <laughs> yeah, look at what I did. But you're not. You're like, I did it. Let's go. You come with me. You know, and you, there's a lot of encouragement about you. And that's what I really like. You don't impose yourself. You welcome people in. You know, I see that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, oh, don't, don't apologise at all. Yeah. I love people. I love people. And I, I love seeing people believe in themselves and have that realization that they can do it it's the most beautiful thing ever and I'm a big fan of the word transformation and I love that people have this capability to change and to grow and I think really as humans we're not meant to stay the same we're meant to grow it's the same as nature you know yeah it 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 grows it evolves and it's the same that we're actually happier i think fundamentally when we're working towards a goal we're becoming more confident in doing something we're seeing that progress within ourselves and that's what i love about coaching i think it's a very misunderstood industry and a lot of people still ask me if they meet me for the first time and i say i'm a coach they're like a sports coach what kind of to the baseline (laughs) football (laughs) no um yeah if you if you work with a coach i think it's you actually saying yes to yourself and that you're willing to even just be curious to see what you're capable of achieving 
which is exciting. I needed you a couple of years ago. <laughs> we only just started getting places where I needed to get like now. And I mean, it's amazing to speak to you because uh, I, what I was going to ask you was, I think it's a really important question is, um, you know, I'm going to read it word for word as I've written it down. I don't usually do this, but uh, what's easier, motivating yourself or motivating others? Hmm. My answer for that is that I motivate myself by motivating others. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll elaborate on that. I am self-motivated because I have chosen to live a life where I'm massively being of service to other people. Mm. And that feeling of being of service, that it, it is for me, but it's for me because it's for you. And I don't know if that grammatically yeah. made any sense. No, but... that, that makes, it does make sense because... Um, you are you're helping others, which helps you. It kind of that's your drive. Let's go and get Sandra that yacht. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like let's let's yeah. go and let's go make you're making someone. I feel, I feel like um, there there are a few people out there that you know when it comes to empathy and compassion, and you know you can understand what it's like to want something and to go out there and go and get it. You know when you we fulfilled that i guess there's a lot of satisfaction in that in a, in a not in a selfish way in a way that you've done that you've helped them people do that thing and it's uh i can see that i think there's there's a phrase that's something along the lines of um giving giving is living or living is giving it's one of the <laughs> i don't know which way around it is but it's the the essence of what i'm trying to say i suppose is that when you give to somebody else and you do something that you know is going to help somebody it helps you to feel happier and better about yourself yeah of course and i think that you can heal a lot of stuff that goes on internally from finding a way to be of service to others like you do with the podcast you know mm. you, you put it out there because you know you're going to help and inspire and impact everyone who chooses to to listen to this and it's the same there's so many mediums that we can find to do this but there is no better feeling than helping other people yeah. and i think for those of us that are feeling down at the moment and we're feeling like life's not in a good place and we're stuck and we're confused and we don't know what the next step is and we're just feeling maybe a bit deflated and scared yeah i feel like that yeah there's a lot of negativity going on especially mm. in the press at the moment and we, we're trying to avoid that and i'm i'm you know I'm personally in my own personal life mm. i am struggling with the the, the comments there's so much going on in, politically on, on social media at the moment and it's really hard to stay away from but with the shoes biscuit it's very very easy we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about like we talk about something positive. What's good that's going on in the world? Because people see that enough of that in the world, and that's that's kind of where I get a lot of satisfaction with the biscuit. Is that it's all kind of, it's positive stuff, you know, and it's all about the town. So it's uh, it's very easy to to get wrapped up in that. I, I prefer to be someone that um, is known for like giving rather than taking. I don't want to be that person that's just taking everything for myself. Mm -hmm. I've kind of been known for, uh, for, for, you know, helping people out a little bit. And that's kind of where it comes from. That's where people reach out. Um, how do you, how do you like to, cause you're, you know, you're given an awful lot when it comes to coaching people and helping people for their lives and stuff. How do you stay motivated? Cause that must be very, you know, must, you must expel a lot of energy doing that. Yeah. I think that it takes some structure and discipline and willpower to be motivated and for me motivation is like a muscle and I treat my motivation 
or my mindset, let's say, like a muscle, the same as you go into a gym and you'd specifically work on this muscle and in order to condition that and to make it stronger, you would go into the gym and pick up that weight and do that thing every day and it would get that little bit stronger each time that you consistently do that. Um, So I treat my mindset exactly the same and it's like every single day, how am I going to work and condition and intentionally grow that muscle not so I can suddenly wake up and say hey I'm motivated it's that I know I'm creating that motivation through continually taking action I think there's so many people who are like I just don't feel motivated or I'll do it when I feel motivated and for me I'm like, go and create that motivation yourself. Yeah. I, I struggled yesterday. I was very, very tired, very lethargic. And mm. it's only when I started doing some things that I kind of got the energy. It's, it's weird how you can wake up some mornings and be like, ah, oh, you know. And then you suddenly start getting that momentum going. And yesterday I didn't stop, but I felt good about it. You know, I was constantly go, 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 go. I think I congratulated myself on Facebook, which is a very, very... Uh, cringe thing to do but i felt like i needed it i felt like you know what alex well done you did a good job today celebrate yourself yeah, yeah. Well, why do we as humans have this weird thing it's, where yeah. we can't congratulate ourselves or sh- give ourselves a shout out when we've done something well yeah, we'll do it for it. other people yeah but actually when you choose well to done. do that well done alex well yeah. done <laughs> when, when, when you do that it inspires someone else to do it for themselves yeah. and we should all be supporting and celebrating each other because when we're connected and when we're doing that, we're so much happier. Um, so yes, I do think that you should celebrate yourself as much as possible. Um, what is, what's more be- beneficial when it comes to sort of changing, changing things up a gear and becoming, you know, uh, the, the, I want to say a different version of yourself, but the more successful version of you, what's more important going out and finding new fresh ideas or sticking to the tried and tested method of becoming successful? Mm, I don't think that there's a blueprint for success. I used to think that was the case. I read all the books and listened to all of the podcasts that told you the five key things that you needed to do to be successful. (laughs) I think the biggest thing for me is getting around people who are inspirational to you. If you're watching somebody or you know of uh, an event or a group or something you can go to to get around people who are energizing for you that will change fundamentally change who you are but not so you change to a different person and this is the thing when it comes to personal development and change people are terrified of who they'll become will people still like me if I become this different person you will only become more yourself yeah that's all that happens you just strip away all of those hindering limiting beliefs and those silly thoughts that we have that hold us back and you just let that go and you're okay with being what's underneath all of that um there's there's a, an episode okay it's gonna go on a weird weird route now but <laughs> i love rick and morty right and there's this episode of rick and morty where they go into this toxicity machine and it takes away all the bad toxins and it basically takes all the the, the characteristics of their personality that they, the machine deems negative and chucks them into a vat, right? And so, like, but they have they keep their consciousness and they have this argument. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but like, what it does to Morty because Morty's like super anxious, super nervous, uh, you know, also all the depression and stuff. He becomes this he comes this super positive energy, like <laughs> almost like an overly positive monster that's just kind of like, and I always thought that was really, really a, a unique thing to see because, you know, when you take think, taking negativity out, it's like, 
it's usually all the bad things you know um and you're left with this uh, but uh, yeah it's, it's good that you can you can take away what what you perceive to be negative holding you back and keep you know keep going forward because it's it's it must be a hard thing to do it is difficult but what i always say is we don't come into this world doubting ourselves. We're not born with limiting beliefs. We learn that, don't we? We learn it. Yeah, we right. learn it through through nurture, sometimes nature. A lot of the time it's through your um, your role models, your family, things you experience at school, things you experience as an adult in a relationship. Mm. And slowly we learn to doubt ourselves and not trust ourselves. Yeah. And that always fascinates me that when you imagine maybe thinking back to a time when you were a child and you were full of all this imagination and you had you make believe games and you wouldn't think twice about like meeting new people and running up to new groups and um and just allowing your mind to wonder and be curious we seem to lose a bit of that magic sometimes when we're adults and we think we have to be serious and we can't play and be creative and silly anymore yeah and that's why I'm grateful for the podcast and stuff. Because I have to, you know, I did different things. That, you know, I didn't just do the biscuit, but, you know, I did it for, for years. We did You Suck, US, UK. It was great. Uh, Inglorious Barstools, where I can have a couple of beers with the guys. We can get a bit <laughs> sweary and stuff. Because I feel like you need to you need to access that inner child. You need to be able to sort of blow off a bit of steam, you know. Um, you, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, like, it must be uh, it must be great to be able to blow off a bit of steam yourself and to recharge those batteries. What do you like to do to be able to make sure you can do that? I love exercise. I do not want to do it ever. (laughs) Honestly, I'm one of those people who drives to the gym and I'll sit in the gym car park for 15 minutes talking myself out of going into the gym. (laughs) Then I'll sometimes drive away and then drive back. And I really have this mental battle getting in there. But once I do that exercise, I am a different level of energy. It, It invigorates me to the next level. I love to dance even if it's just cranking up some drum and bass in the house and just having a rave around, doing a bit of cleaning, doing a bit of dancing, music massively energizes me. And I love people. So when I'm not coaching, definitely energizes me, but I love also meeting new groups of people and um, I don't throw myself into weird and wonderful groups that I probably would never go to, would never have gone to uh, back in the day. I've done a few, have you heard of a cacao ceremony? No. Mm, I've done a few of those this year. So I I love a festival and um, I like to um, drink alcohol with my friends and I have a good time doing that. Yeah, we all do. However, I was introduced to the concept of dancing sober in a group this year. Someone introduced the concept to me and said, look, do you want... Um, A friend of mine, Emma, said, do you fancy coming with me? We basically drink this ceremonial, like, cacao. It's a type of very nutritious hot chocolate. I'm probably discrediting, not doing it justice, but it's really nice. But you drink that, you, you do a group meditation, and then basically they put on the tunes. You've got your um, disco lights going on and you dance without alcohol or any other substances and you let yourself go. And me thinking about that, old social anxiety Alex came out and I was like, oh my goodness, that is not not going to happen. (laughs) And she was like, go on, just try it. I was like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? I can get in the car and I can drive home. And actually what happened is 
I just unlocked this other version of me that didn't care, didn't care, not only didn't care, had the best time ever. I want to go on a come come with me i want to the next one they do actually they're um they're forever cacao the last one was in shrewsbury but i actually missed it the next one's in oswestry on the friday the 11th of november so if anyone fancies you know i'm gonna be there friday the 11th of november Hmm. if you fancy i call them a hot chocolate rave but okay (laughs) but to get back in your car and have just connected and had so many amazing conversations with people you've danced you've got all the endorphins and all of the feel-good chemicals going on like it's really cool we uh i covered i just realized i still got my name badge on from work oh my god we're walking around just with that in case day. i forgot yeah sorry this is my name um we uh so we did pod aid a few weeks ago 24-hour podcast you know it was an absolute I oh, this podcast is going to go out in like two weeks i think and people will be still going on about body <laughs> it was very recent right and um i was just dead to the world afterwards mike it was it was a long day anyway um but we went to Oktoberfest the next day on the mm-hmm. first um and when I'm doing these things, when I'm covering these things with my cameras and stuff, I'll have a, I'll have a few pints. So, you know, I had three. I think I had three drinks, which is not enough to get drunk. And I wasn't at all. And we went to the silent disco. And I feel like I, I, mean, I created a vlog. It's still on YouTube. Go and check it out. But, like, it's... Um, I was talking about how I really needed that energy. I really needed people smiling and dancing and jumping around and that dancing, that that kind of transference of energy, like we mentioned earlier, it just really invigorated me. It really, really helped me. It really gave me a, a bit of a boost that I needed. So, uh, you know, dancing with hot chocolate, I can see that. Is, I mean, you drink the hot chocolate, then dance. I mean, dancing with the hot chocolate oh, might dangerous. be a bit of a Don't dangerous, <laughs> a dangerous <laughs> act. But it's, um, there's something about... The fact that your physiology directly affects your psychology. I think movement is fundamental to mindset as well. And if you are having a bit of a crap day, even just taking yourself up and out on a walk, something as simple as just I'm going to move my body in the most simplest way, something shifts, always yeah. shifts, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've dabbled in a bit of meditation before and, you know, I've done that. I have, you know, I do see the benefits and especially when it comes to, uh, we went camping a while ago and, um, we were in these amazing bell tents that are great. But one of the things I could do, which I don't get to living in an upstairs apartment is I went out and I bare feet and crunched the grass with my toes and stuff. And that's like really, really nice. It's, it really does. Um, who, who told me about it? Was it, um, oh gosh somebody told me about that and there's like there's something about going out into nature and with your bare feet and kind of absorbing that yeah it's it's called like earthing is the concept but it's it actually it reduces inflammation in your body it's calming it's scientifically proven that it will make you it will calm you and it's something about and it sounds really i think some people might think the concept's hippie but honestly go and look this stuff up it has scientific mm. backing behind it but it is earthing or grounding but even if you've got your bare feet out on the grass um even if you're going to find a stream or a river or somewhere you can just go and and, and get in and be immersed in nature go and have a walk in the forest that also yeah. works too hug a tree you know 
that also <laughs> works too. I am one of those. Love hugging a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Love a tree hug. Um, I'd like to talk to you about organisation because organisation is a huge part of, of becoming... I don't know, man, because sometimes I can be like super organized. At the moment, I'm on it. I can see all these things going on with the biscuit at the moment. I'm kind of like, yes, I need this, 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 and this. But sometimes I can just be an absolute mess, especially when it comes to keeping a diary and a schedule and things like this. Um, how can you transform someone who's completely messy and completely chaotic in someone that will be organized and go forward and make sure that they are successful in that kind of area? That's a great question. And I would say the biggest thing that I help any client that comes to me and with a time management issue or maybe an organizational issue or they just feel like they're chaotic and everything is rushed and they don't feel like they have a grasp on their day to day, their week to week, their month yeah. to month. My <laughs> calendar system and scheduling system I wouldn't be able to do anything that I do without it. So I personally use Google Calendar, um, but any online calendar system where you can see what your week looks like from the moment that you wake up until the moment that you go to sleep and you can actually get realistic with how many hours of the day do I have to do the things that I need and want to do. So rather than writing these massive to-do lists that we just kind of carry around and cross a few of the easiest tasks off and then we're like i haven't done that thing that's been on my list for like three months now you know these i've got a whiteboard on my fridge behind you this oh, couple of, yeah. i love to carry a whiteboard in my i've got loads of them I, I put them in my bag and i get so much so much satisfaction out of writing three or four things on that list and just wiping it off did it did that they're not like to-do lists to do like over the next week they're like if i'm sitting down at my desk and I've got like an edit thing to edit here and a bit of artwork to do here. And I know that it's there in front of me then. But um, yeah, I've, diary keeping for me is, is super important because I forget things all the time. Uh, there's nothing worse than getting a, an email. Of, Are we doing that thing in 10 minutes? And I'm sat at over mm. eating, eating a donut or something. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I used to keep like three paper diaries, which was is ridiculous thinking back. It was one for personal, one for business. Yeah. And I don't know what the other one was for, but I actually don't keep any paper diary now absolutely oh, everything is on google calendar and i have the app on my phone i have reminders that come through that tell me what i'm doing as i move throughout the day and i constantly have a bird's eye view of my life and i think for a long time i felt really stressed because i would enter into a monday and all i would have is a list and i wouldn't feel like i knew how that list was spread and how I prioritise and how I allocated those things into the week. Whereas now, you know, I sit on a Sunday, I look at the calendar, have it up in front of me, and I'm like, okay, these are the pockets of time I can work with around, you know, coaching sessions. I can work on that project there. I, yell on the biscuit. I can have some, yeah, <laughs> I can come and yeah, do a podcast interview. Um, I put my exercise into it before the week starts. Yeah. So I know that's when I'm going to hold myself. It's about accountability as well. So long answer to your question but a huge thing that changed my life and really helps my clients is let's up level our calendar and scheduling system to something that i can actually see what i'm working with day to day uh, week to week this may sound really corny but i love looking back on my diary because i'm like oh i did loads that week mm. I, I like looking back and being like oh, i was so productive that week i got so much mm. done and flicking back like i'm a busy guy i'm a mm. busy guy well i actually was speaking to um 
a gentleman that I met at a, a networking event uh, last week, and he actually said that he does the online calendar system and a paper diary. Yeah, I so have it's, two different diaries. You know, I have my, 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 my fridge diary, my calendar up there, and I have a, a paper diary. Mm. I try Google calendars, and, you know, I've got what I've got in there is work, I still got my gym. I haven't been to the gym in months, but gym still pops up because I know for a fact that when I do start, when I do start going back to the gym, they're the times when I can fit it into my schedule, and I know that that's, that will never change because of how my shifts work and stuff. So yeah, it's something I can definitely move to because it's easy, isn't it? Because you can have your your different emails and stuff on on Google calendars. You can have one for the biscuit, I can have one for personal, and it just have different colors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I might that's I might take cool. up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try it. That makes me happy. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, won't, you won't regret you it. Can't, you, you can't. You can't see. You can't see what the, 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 the looks I'm getting now. I'm going. No, I've got my paper diaries, and Alex is just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll take you up on that. I'm gonna try just using Google calendars because I know my wife hates that that thing on the fridge because it's just ink. <laughs> it's just ink all over the place. Um, so I'll, I'll try it. I'll try the Google calendars, and you guys do as well. The listeners that are tuning in now try google calendars give it a try and i haven't had anyone come back to me and say they regretted uh giving that a try it's just if you want to get organized it's that's that's a great first step one thing i hate i used to work with someone who was just absolutely just mental with it right it was his post-it notes i I used to work with someone just i'd come to them and there'd just be post-it notes everywhere i'm like what is this like um i I can't do post-it notes i think they just look they just look a mess this is the thing is spot tidy space tidy mind and yeah. i think if we can bring everything into one place and make it systemized and declutter it just feels so much easier to step into it yeah um i don't know about your like when i have a desk space and i'm working it's the same i can't have piles of paperwork and no, clutter no. and post-its it's just got to be tidy my desk is really cool i used to have a really tiny desk because of the way you know it's apartment but uh we, we arranged it so we can have this nice big corner desk which is great at the moment because i have my big screen i can sit i can record i can edit i can type i can do whatever i need to do i've got my radio stuff underneath when i do the radio it's just everything i need it to be and it needs to look like that otherwise it's, it's not functionable so <laughs> it's kind of helped me out an awful lot um uh, so let's talk about your business and, and sort of how, how you've helped people and stuff. Um, it must be really nice for you to be able to see people transform themselves, using that word that you like, transform. Mm-hmm. Um, how has how that for you? Is uh, I mean, how long have you been doing it for? And recently, have you seen anything that you that's inspired you? All of my clients inspire me so oh, much. Right. They, they're incredible. And I just have so much admiration for someone who is willing to go on a real journey of of transformation and change because it's it's difficult and this is the thing is that you can read all the books do all the journaling the visualizations the affirmations the Mm. the manifesting the actual transition becoming a different version a more evolved version of yourself it requires you to get really uncomfortable and it's the bit maybe that isn't spoken about as much and as a coach i'm so honored that i get to be that that chunk, that part, that section, I get to be in that section of their life with them. But as someone who is not just, I, 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 it's not my job to tell anyone what I think they should do. I try to help people figure out what they want for themselves and then help them to go and get it and figure out how they get go out there and get that thing. 
does there come a point in you know in the in the transition or you know, the, the the journey that you've had with these guys where you, you've got to give them a gentle push down the river right you go on your own now you fly away it's actually the most beautiful thing is i get asked <laughs> the question sometimes of oh is it is it is it awkward or is it is it sad when you or when a client need you when a client doesn't want to work with you anymore i'm like i've done my job if they say alex i don't need you anymore that is it's like the they've grown from it's that butterfly that they've they've, they've spread their wings and they're like i don't need you to support and guide me anymore because i know who i am and i know what i want and for me that is the best feeling ever and so i had a look on your website as well and you know there's the the testimonials there are really lovely to see you know is you are tried and tested in a a good way you know that you know the, the results are there for people to see and so you know if if you're listening to this now and you're thinking uh, who's this Alex McCarthy person? Go and have a look. Your website is Alex McCarthy. AlexMcCarthyCoaching.co is yes. my website. Yes. Go and have a look. And um, who? What kind of clients are you uh, t- tend to come to you? So I, the majority of my clients are female business owners. I do also work with men. And um, I have three, if you like, areas of my business. Um, the the primary one is business coaching. So helping people to start and grow and scale mainly service-based businesses. Um, my um, expertise lies heavily in social media marketing. Um, but really the, the essence of what I do is figuring out who you are so you can figure out the type of business that you want. You can craft an offer in a package that delivers a real solution to somebody um, which I think is a huge thing. If you don't have a thing that actually solves a problem, do you have a business? A lot of the time we we have an idea of wanting to be this entrepreneur. I want to be a business owner. Mm. But I love to help people really connect to and understand what that thing is that they need to be able to to go out there and, and actually have a business that is successful and does generate a full-time income and does allow them to do all of the other things they want to do. So I've got business coaching um, then I've got life coaching, which that I think that's misunderstood a lot of the time. Life coaching is also mindset coaching. It's personal coaching. And that's for people who just feel like they just don't know what they want out of life. I don't know if I want a business. I don't know if I want to travel. I don't know if I want to be in this relationship anymore. I'm stuck. Mm. I'm confused. I'm lost. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I stand for. That that is a time in your life where perhaps coaching would be useful for you to explore that with somebody who can ask you the questions that that you need to be asked, the yeah. questions you probably won't ask yourself because they're difficult. It must be must feel really nice because like you know we've all been in those situations where we're in a bit of a rut and we don't know how to get out of it and you must be really nice to be able to go like oh, Alex I need help and then you're like right this is what we do first you know that that kind of breeze for the door let's make some changes let's shake off the uh, let's sh- shake off the, the the bed covers and whatever make sure everything's you know that that's a nice feeling um yeah and um yeah i would do encourage any of my listeners to get in touch with alex and and to make sure um that if you are struggling i mean what do you like to what do you prefer to do, do you prefer you know when it comes to business coaching a business that started right at the beginning mm-hmm. and you're helping them for their journey or untangling something and, and, and fixing something what do you prefer I really, I think there's something really special about being with someone at the very, very beginning of their business journey, where it just goes from a concept and a seed in their mind to actually like them seeing them get their first clients and seeing them just really like expand into this space that they'd never believed they could, they, 
they did believe they could, but there's a bit of them that's in disbelief. Like, oh, I'm actually doing this. I'm actually a business owner and my business yeah. works and I'm making more money than I ever thought I could make. And it's a really beautiful thing. But I also love working with business owners who feel like they've plateaued and they fell out of love with their business and helping them to reinvigorate that motivation and for them to fall in love with maybe just doing it a different way, maybe changing up, pivoting. Um, it's And the, the crazy thing about the thing with coaching is you always have the answer. I don't have it, but I help you to find it within yourself. And that's the thing about it is sometimes you just need someone to almost hold that mirror up to you for you to go, ah, yeah, of course that's the thing. It's the essence of, of empowerment, it. isn't it? Yeah. You know, and um, you know, I, f I feel at the moment, I know we're running short on time, but, you know, I, just, I think it's worth mentioning before we get out of here that um, over the last couple of years, I'd say the last, certainly during COVID and um, a little bit afterwards, I, was, I wasn't I was falling out of love with the biscuit, not at all, but it's been so easy sometimes just to have been like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, there have been times it's been quite tough, but recently, um, you know, if you run a business, you understand, you might understand this lingo. My, my bank is now talking with companies house perfectly, right? It's all lined up. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can I start bringing in sponsors. And all of a sudden I'm like really excited and I want to make things. I'm at the moment, I'm, you know, uh, writing up presentations and you know, I'm trying to bring in funding and I'm like, we can go somewhere with a biscuit now. And I feel so, so energized. And I feel like I'm, I'm the excitement's back again and let's go and do some amazing things. So if you want to sponsor the Shrewsbury Biscuit <laughs> and be heard, um, because we do have a loud voice, guys, and it's getting louder and louder. I'm very proud of, of what we're achieving with the Biscuit as far as listeners and, and downloads are concerned at the moment. So um, if you do want to get involved, uh, there's lots of potential there. So uh, I might actually uh, speak to Alex about how I can improve my uh, my, my reach when it comes to uh, bringing in sponsors and working with other companies. So I would love to help you. And I and I love what you just said there because it's really the essence of just keeping going, isn't it? Even when you doubt yourself, <laughs> yeah. even yeah. when times are hard, if you keep going and you're committed to doing that thing that, really excites you and motivates you it's always worth it it is and you know, there was a moment in this interview when i kind of lulled off a little bit and that's because i'm emotionally tied to this and what we're talking about i i feel a lot with and I, i'm kind of like there's lots of emotions running through me as mm -hmm. we're doing this conversation because um i feel like we we've got a lot in common with with what we our journeys you know in a way um but you are fantastic and you've been a great guest and you're welcome back on any time. I'd love Thank this. you so much for having me. No, it's this really has been nice. such a good chat. I've loved it. Um, I would love to, if you wanted to at some point, because you know what, this is, I just, it's just clicked that there's, I spoke to Camilla Monk uh, a, a few days ago. She's yes. amazing. And there, she was talking about um, the seed of an idea becoming a new house in her case, you know, something that she's designed and she loves that idea. And I feel like maybe we could organize a podcast with you, Camilla, a couple of others, and talk about ideas and how they become what they become. I think that'd be a really good podcast. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd count be really me good. in, count me in. Yeah, I'd love that. Wonderful. Uh, remind people where they can find you on social media then. Yeah, so I'm over on Instagram at Alex McCarthy Coaching. Uh, same on Facebook, Alex McCarthy Coaching. And then just a reminder on the website, that is um, alexmccarthycoaching.co. 
Um, but please, I'm um, I'm very approachable. And if you'd like to know anything or even just have a chat, just drop me a DM or a message. And yeah, I'd love to help. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. I know we've run a bit over, but thank you so much. And guys, I really do appreciate you listeners. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I really do appreciate you all. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next show. Peace out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.